and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. How to stay connected to God so we can walk in faith and victory. While I was on my spiritual journey, that was from Catholic to prodigal, then to progressive, and finally to becoming a born-again Christian believer, God wanted to connect with me. However, I didn't know how to connect and stay connected to God. I wasn't walking in faith and victory. Why? Besides my years as a prodigal, which was not going to any church at all, the churches I did attend never taught salvation. They never taught about the power of the Holy Spirit, which we receive from God when we repent of our sins and invite Jesus into our hearts. And we are born again. I was deprived of the gospel. I was deprived of a true relationship with the Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, I want to borrow again from an excellent Bible study plan that I discovered in the free YouVersion Bible app. And this time it's from an organization called Uncommon.org. That's U-N-C-O-M-M-E-N. And the link is in the show notes and also over my blog. <clears throat> Getting and staying connected to God. Staying connected to God is the only way we can walk in faith and victory. That means we must stay close to the one in the Trinity who abides or lives in us and is on the earth today. His name is the Holy Spirit. Keep in mind, there are things we must overcome to stay connected. God promises the power to overcome. First, the world. Lust of the flesh lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. To abide forever, we must do his will, not merely believe it. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. To overcome the world takes faith, and faith comes when we hear the word quickened by the Holy Spirit. Be faithful in prayer and reading your Bible. It sounds like a Sunday school answer, but it is quite literally the application for every verse in the Bible. Spend more time with your creator. Two, the flesh. Our flesh, or sinful nature, actually wars against our spirit in us who is attempting to listen and follow him. Left to our desires, we want the wrong things, according to Romans 8. The Holy Spirit gives us the grace to say no to our flesh and yes to obey the spirit. As sinful beings, we can't say yes on our own. We will always choose the wrong direction without his guidance. And that's one of the reasons we need to lean on God so heavily. And that's God, not a church or a priest or a person or a pastor. On God. Third, the devil. 
We are opposed by the devil who does not want us to succeed. We aren't to give him a foothold in our lives. Ultimately, the fight rages beyond us and we can't stand on our own. There is no way we can defeat the devil without the Holy Spirit's wisdom. So here's some um, takeaways, you might call these. Staying connected to the Holy Spirit is the only way we can live as a Christian in this world and have victory. Staying connected to the Holy Spirit is the only way we can walk in holiness or power. Staying connected to the Holy Spirit is the only way we can fulfill our purpose on the earth. Staying connected to the Holy Spirit is the only way we can have access to all that God has. Everything starts with the Spirit of God. Here's some other quotes from several uh, other studies that I've done on the power of the Holy Spirit, and they all came from the free Bible app. That is an invaluable tool if you want to get closer to God and if you want to walk the Christian life, the Christian walk like you're supposed to. Um, so I'm quoting from Pastor Paul Goulet of the International Church of Las Vegas. Quote, the Holy Spirit impacts your mind. Your mind impacts your emotions. Your emotions impact your choices. Your choices impact your actions. And your actions impact your destiny. Kind of sounds like um, a domino effect. Here's another one. And this is, and I'm going to say this guy's name wrong, I'm sure. Vladimir Savchuk. And the link to his website is there. Another excellent um, um, Bible study. Um, quote, the Holy Spirit helps us not to react to people's adverse comments or actions, but to pause and respond in God's way. When the Holy Spirit fills us, he will help us with processing negative feelings when we are criticized, attacked, undermined, and overlooked. Our human tendency is to fight back, to defend our name, to get involved in battles that are not ours to fight. That's called reaction and social media. Without the Holy Spirit, we react to the pain caused by our enemies. With the Holy Spirit, we respond the way that pleases God in the midst of that hurt. And we just covered that a few days ago in our lesson on 1 Corinthians 13. And the link to that's in the blog, or you can go back in the podcasts um, uh, to that one on, rea on, on um, reacting with love. Okay, Jeff Wells from woodsedge.org writes, Romans 8, 1 through 17 is one of the great passages on life in the spirit. And by way of contrast, the word flesh or sinful nature, depending on which Bible version you're reading, occurs eight times in verses 3 through 8. Here the term refers to the sinful, self-focused, self-dependent tendencies that we all have. These tendencies are innate to the human condition and inherently opposed to the spirit. Living by the flesh means living for one's self rather than living for Christ. So let's look at the, that passage, Romans 8, 117. Paul wrote, 
So there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature, our flesh. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law will be, would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, hell. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die or, you know, and go to hell. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirits when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs to God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. And I've done a full study on the book of Romans, which, you know, dives deeper in exactly what Christian beliefs should look like. And the thing is, is that many churches just skip over this stuff because they condone sinning. Simple, simple as that. There is no way you can remain in fellowship with the Holy Spirit without a humble, penitent heart. Penitent, repentant contrite. Sorrowful. You're sorry. You're repenting. You stop sinning. 
Sin breaks the heart of God. Therefore, sin must break yours. You must have a repentant heart, or you fail God. Do you want to receive the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to surrender your whole life to Jesus? Then invite Jesus into your heart. He wrote in Revelation 3, verse 20. Jesus said, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus wants to be your friend. He wants a personal relationship with you. Jesus didn't die on the cross and suffered and, and bled so that we could have religion. No, he did that to take away our sins so that we could have a relationship with him. And you can only do that if you invite Jesus into your heart. If you don't know how to do that, if you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes where you can click on over my blog and uh, click where it says, learn how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.